What's going on, world? It's your boy at Big Game James underscore thirty six. Um, just gonna keep calling sports then until I kind of get a graphic or whatever until I figure out exactly what I want to name it. Um, I'm thinking Big Games BS, but you never know. Like it, mm -hmm. a little, that's pretty little, funny. Little vibe with BS stands for Big Show. So, but um, you know, play on words. Uh, me, Bobby, Miles here over at Goodfellas Cigar Lounge. And in Tallahassee, right, we're back on April eighth. I, I can't promote that yet because we don't have all the details done. But I will have them all done by probably Monday uh, to be able to promote them on Tuesday. On a Tuesday, but um, Bobby is getting reps, man. Yeah, and, I have been, and I'm, I'm trying to teach him how to be good with entertainment. So like a lot of this stuff, like you gotta have, you gotta have your crowd. Your crowd's gotta follow you. If nobody else cheers for you or laughs at your jokes, your crowd and the people you bring should do that. It was a great example of that with my last comedy show. My girl, Reva Kay, another good comic here in um, Jacksonville. She works at Metro Diner. Actually, Reva showed us all a little something last yeah. Sunday because um, the first comedy show that Reva did, you know, she's, she, she looks good. She's gorgeous. But, you know, we ain't seen nothing. This one she did. When she popped out. She popped I don't out. know. Reba put. I know she didn't get ass shots like just hilarious, but I do know she must have put like a butt bag in there. But she was wearing these she like at Metro. Yeah, that's that. She um she was actually you know what that that's a, I hold on, I'm gonna get that's a good idea. She wore these pants right that had like this wild west shit going on. Like you know how the the cowboys be wearing the little they got the little frilly things going down. That she was wearing, and she was wearing them now. They was tight on her, and it made it look like she had a little booty, a little curve. And I was like, wait, all right, Reva, do your thing, girl. Give us something to look at. Just in case, because if the joke's not popping, at least you at least you're there. But she brought the entire Metro Diner staff to come in, and they was giving good energy. So, like, Bobby did that. Bobby brought all, the, all, the only white people. Besides my guys, no, besides okay. my guys who work at Goodfellas, Bobby came, also. Damn, Bobby. <laughs> there you go. So Bobby brought him. Uh, Bobby also brought his dad, but we talked about that on the sports show. Up at the show. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, yeah, to go listen to past shows, and you can understand that we're not going to go. Not Bobby gonna go also brought them. black people. Okay? okay, James just saw the white people. Right, they stood out. Ah, black. He just stood out. black, black. But the problem is they didn't sit in the front. They didn't participate because <laughs> if you come to Goodfellas, regardless, I mean, I mean, there is some, especially on Facebook because there was some. So uh, some controversy with some stuff. This is the blackest ass bar. In matter of fact, we need white people. White people who smoke cigars, drink good liquor. Please come to Goodfellas because I think either Scott, you know, how, we're how I talk about people who fight the hardest for something. Like you know, typically that's something they're they're hiding. And I don't think because Scott's my guy, but either. Either Scott's the worst racist in America or he's really, really oh trying God. to hide it. And <laughs> I mean this in the best way possible because, like, all he hires is black people. And, like, you know, it's like 85%. And then the other cats, like, but they're all cool. It's not that he's trying. I'm just saying the, the membership, everything here. But we, we but Bobby brought the white people. And the white people mean? were a little nervous. And they weren't laughing. They weren't participating. And Bobby had some good heat. You just got to work on the timing. But it's very difficult to work on your timing and get the reps if you don't have anybody to practice with or against. 
So I'm gonna let you tell your story, Bobby. Yeah. About what happened about yesterday. About yesterday, but you trying to go get some practice reps. Well, today Friday. It was actually Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday night. It was Wednesday night. All right. And we're pretty much what James is talking about is like, I went to a show on Wednesday and like. By the time I like, they called me on stage, and like everyone in the audience, when they said my name, walked out of the front door. Which there was only like five people or whatever. But so by the time I'm getting on stage, there's nobody. Like I'm talking to people who were in the front row for the first comedian and the host ahead of me. They were right there laughing, engaging. They were doing crowd work. I was like, oh, this is gonna be dope. So I'm sitting there, and I literally like, like as a, like I watch the crowd. So I'm looking at the people in the front. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to them when I get on. This is how I get into my act, you know, because you gotta bring it together, right? Yeah. They call my name, every one of them walks out. My opening joke was about the first two people in the row, because, you know, they were like, <laughs> uh, they looked, they, they were together with a dude and a girl, and like, you know, she, he had a, he had like a buzz cut or whatever, she had the same fucking haircut, so I was like, oh, y'all are meant to be, you know? Uh, but I wrote that down, they walked out, I get on stage, nobody's there. It's just absolute crickets, all right? So I still did like the whole, I did five minutes, but it was for like two comedians, uh, who are also going up on the show. Okay, so the comedians were, were, were there. No, comedians don't pay attention to your set. What? When like, Comedians don't, like, watch other comedians really like that. Like, people are focused trying to get their own jokes together, which I'm not upset about. I get it, you know? People are, like, focused trying to watch their own jokes. I, so I know what stuff. I'm doing. I'm going to come support you on one of these things. Yes. And I'm throwing a phone book at you. <laughs> How doing, is that support? How I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the Patrice O'Neal. That's not support. That's I'm, going, hate. I'm doing the Patrice O'Neal. I'll be like, boom! <laughs> Read this. It's better material in it. Listen, like, that's hate. That's not support. We're going to get you get your reps in because, yes. again, April 8th, that's the tentative date. Capital Cigar Lounge. You don't have to smell like cigar smoke. It will be an outdoor comedy show. We got Tess Brooks. Um, we got a couple other local Tallahassee comedians. I will say, this is the first time you've talked about the show. Yes, exactly. So, like, I'm telling you, <laughs> we will do this show at Capital Cigar Lounge okay. that day, so we won't miss us miss a day. Um, we're gonna have an entire spring game weekend, but the comedy show is free. All right. So, like, you actually come to it. Um, you bring a chair, um, bring a donation, a bring a bring, bring a guest, a donation to the MFTK Foundation. So that's really what your pay is. Unless you're a big baller and you want a VIP tent to be covered, air conditioned, and the liquor will be provided for free at the VIP tent. But if you don't want to do that, Capital Cigar Lounge provides, it, it, they have liquor a liquor license, so you can buy alcohol, things of that nature there. So, um, again, we're going to start this off. It's basically um, a Fuck It Friday. We used to call it Petty Friday because you can't say fuck on terrestrial radio. <laughs> so, same concept, same energy, fuck it. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit in the last um, the last show, but we're not going to go into that. I'm not going to get biblical. I'm going to wait till Monday before I go out and preach my sermon. I want to prepare and have my notes. But if you, it will put the YouTube link on there, but I posted it in our group chat um, about the friend zone and how I believe the friend zone doesn't exist. And I want to help guide some guys to get through this because it's not that the friend zone doesn't exist. You're in the friend zone because of decision of a conscious decision that you made. Or no, she made. Uh, or no, nobody, nobody can put you somewhere that you don't want to be at. That's, That's being kidnapped. All right, all right, I see. Where, okay, I see. Yeah. Now, what happens is, is because a lot of people have chosen not to be upfront with themselves in life. Like you think that you can. Again, this is what we were talking about. The, the theme, good ish. 
and, and simping ain't pimping. What happens is we believe that if we are a good enough friend, we can be there and on the on the back end, when she breaks up with the guy or she's tired of dealing with all these suckers, she's gonna come to me. The problem is they don't get tired of suckers. People have a type. Yeah. And either you're their type or you're not their type. So when I hear people complain about all women the same, all men the same, who told you, you haven't dated all of them. How do you know? Yeah. And if you have, you're a whore. Like, so <laughs> it's, it's impossible. But it's like you you like now me, Jezebel. my type is just beautiful women. And Retweet. I'm, I'm going to give you some air horns for yeah. that. That was nice. Well, I'm going to tell you why. Um, if you ever hear me describe like a woman that I want to procreate with, like it doesn't match the woman that I've procreated with. So what I mean by, what do you mean by that, James? I am describing Serena Williams. Okay, all right. I have had side chicks that are beautiful versions, no, that. Little bit facially different versions of Serena Williams. Five eight or plus, five eight or taller. I don't mind, like there's a there's this one um, chick, I'll give her a shout out, 850 Wonder Woman. We were joking one time, Excuse me, Wonder Woman 850. We were joke on Twitter. We were joking one time, and she says, Boy, stop. I'm five, I'm five, ten, two hundred pounds. You ain't got no, you don't want nobody like me. I said, Are you trying to get me to get more attracted to you? Or are you trying to push me away from you? Because I don't think what you thought that was gonna do works for a guy like me. I was like, baby, baby, I can hang clean 450. <laughs> like that's not what this ain't what you like, like, no. like that you sound like a workout I said because I'm thinking I'm not really that doesn't mean I now listen if I say that that doesn't mean I want to shoot your club up last thing I want to do is pay child support but what it does mean is that I understand that sex has an ending and sometimes the ending doesn't end the way you want to end because the woman's got some you know like my, like my daughter's mother's was good and it was the first piece of good that I ever had, and I didn't know how to get out of it. So <laughs> it, had, it had issues. But Why? what I'm saying is what that happens at the end of that, nine to ten months, there's really ten months, but whatever, you may have a baby come out of that, right? Yeah. I want to control what the baby looks like. I want to breed. I want a super, <laughs> I want a mutant. I have now my boy's mother, Miles' sister. It's five foot. But luckily I did my research. She's the run. <laughs> so my boys won't be five two. But you know, if you have if you procreate with a woman that's five foot, right, and everybody in her family is between five foot and five five, mm -hmm. you're not gonna get six five out of that. I need six foot, two hundred pound mutants that have an opportunity to be able to me not to pay, be able to pay for the school. So I'm saying all that to say to get back to the point. Like if you're you're trying to pursue this person. If you don't pursue this person and you try to come as a friend, yeah. they are going to treat you in a manner of a friend. See, I think uh, for, me, for me, it just depends on what kind of friend you're trying to be right. for this woman. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're like the guys that you're talking about, it sounds like they're trying to be the, oh, if he, I don't want to be messes your up. If he messes up, I'll be that. You can talk yeah. to me, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not that. I'm not I don't want to be any of your friends. I've got, an, I've got one. So there's only... Let me preface this. Like, cause if I'm your friend, I'm really your friend. Like, I have female friends. Mm -hmm. They have men. There is no attraction. I'm not friend zone. Friend zone is when you are literally, you have a desire to be with that person. 
and, and they don't want you. And they don't want you. Oh, let me look up the definition. And they that. only view you as that. And there's a great. It's it's French. There's subtitles. We'll put it up. But like the guy, basically, get it's a professor. He kicks it to you. He kicks <laughs> game to you. Now, if you and now if you don't want to, like for example, my best friend I talked about Jamila. I don't want to be with Jamila sexually. If we were gonna, and every guy that she's ever been with that was like worried about that, if we were gonna do that, I told, I told him the truth. We're gonna do that. We'd have crossed that bridge in sixth grade when we met each other. But we said, I knew in sixth grade, I didn't want. It's not that she's ugly; she's beautiful. It's just she said she actually made a con. And this is my, my my gift and my curse is that I remember everything almost. And I remember the conversation we had when we were in sixth grade. She said that she wanted to be an OBGYN a doctor. She is that. She said it doesn't matter. She, her obligation is to her patient. She said I could be in the middle of sex if that beeper goes off. I'm leaving. And I said, ah, I can't be with that person. <laughs> I, no, she needs to save the world, deliver babies. And in sixth grade, 11 years old, I knew then that that's it. But again, she's been the greatest point guard in America. And in terms of six, like the six, the, the swing man, that's her. She helps me out. But like, I've seen her friend zone guys. I've seen other stuff happen like that. Um, if you have opinions on the friend zone, whether it exists or not, Please hit us up in the comments. Yeah. Hit us up I, on I Twitter. I just, I personally believe that if you're really actively going for somebody and you're pursuing them, you're giving them compliments, you're asking them if they want to, they want to go to checkers. Yeah, don't take a girl to Ruth Chris on the first date. <laughs> checkers, checkers, checkers. Yes, if she can't eat checkers, she does not deserve Ruth Chris. Mm. Okay, all right. Now you might be. I'm not saying don't ever take your girl to a fancy restaurant. That's not what I'm saying. If you take a girl to a fancy restaurant on the first date, you're messing up the whole trajectory of the relationship. Okay. You you went for a home run on the first go round. Unless you got $400 to take somebody on a date every time. Yeah. Unless you big game James. I no. <laughs> I want. I enjoy checkers. Yeah. Checkers Two, Checkers' fries are elite. I've never asked a girl on a date to Checkers. I'm going on a date to Checkers. Like, let's, right. hey, baby, you, let me take you, let me show you the finer things in life. <laughs> I want to take you to Checkers. Right. If she doesn't laugh at that, hey, you got a snooty bitch. <laughs> like, you, you got problems, dog. Like, but if she does that, then, okay, we can go. And really, honestly, I say Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris is ass now. Ruth Chris is like Applebee's of steak restaurants. Oh, I now. make better steaks. I said it's on sports. I, I'll give you that. <laughs> there are better steak restaurants, but that was what used to be the creme de la creme when I first made that joke. So, like, that's all I can think about right now. Ruth Chris is the hood, as, as my boy OJ would say. But again, don't be taking your, like, but you would not take your friend to a restaurant like that. Don't be going out like that. That's my opinion. I recently, after seeing that video, I recently had sort of that same experience happen. So, when I went back to Boston, I met up with a girl, which actually you've met when I <laughs> we used to live back at the Montrose, the little skinny redhead, right? Okay. So she done glowed up, good job, mm. whatever, whatever, dicked up, whatever. So you I see back. back. <laughs> Let me tell you how it went. It was a little bit salty on my part. So we come back. I go to Boston. She done moved back to Boston. Hits me up to go out, whatever, whatever. At the end of the date or whatever, she was saying some. Friend stuff over the text. And I was just like, hold on. With friend stuff. Yeah, like mm -hmm. she wants to remain friends or whatever. I had never brought up being in a relationship. But I was like, ooh, she, we talked. She glowed up. I have not gotten there. 
she seen where I was financially. She was like, mm, I'm too good for him now. I want to put him in the friend zone. I'm going to be real with you. I hit that. I was like, oh, I read it all in my head. She hits me up with a friend. And I, y'all don't know me too well, but I do get like, I have a switch. Don't hit me with no BS. Because I just like, we were never friends like that in the first place. I don't know. What are you talking about? You're insulting me to my face. Get the, like, <laughs> turn down yeah, version. Like, I go off quick. So I was like, I, yeah, cut that off immediately. Gone, right? So I come back here. I start posting some more on Instagram or whatever. A little bit more workouts. By the way, ladies, like Miles is jacked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to put this out there. So it's not that Bobby isn't. Bobby's dope. Bobby's <laughs> we don't got to use these. Bobby's okay. petite. And Bobby's a different type. Dope. I'm a grown dope, man. Dope. Like I'm saying, Bobby's a different petite. type of dope. Miles is like, I'm going to walk. True story. When Miles' car wasn't working, Miles was like walking five miles to work <laughs> and back. Rain, sleet, snow, or hail. Like, oh, <laughs> to go into a warehouse job to work out yeah. in the goddamn warehouse. That's that's what I noticed. Miles had muscles. He posted, a, uh, he was like working out at the job. And I was like, this is like, Miles. It's just like, I had to work. So to me, the problem is, is like it's like working at a good restaurant. Like, like my friends used to work at the Stepped On Chicken Place, Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think that was great. It used to be good until I don't know what happened with the recipe. I don't know. Jesus ain't making the chicken no more. I can tell you that. Much. <laughs> but my friends would be like, "I work there too much. I don't want to eat the chicken." So I had to work out for a freaking living. So like I'm a little fluffier now. I I got the physique. <laughs> I just don't. And I don't like wake up and be like, you know what? Let me go. I can still throw weight around. I don't be like, hey, you know what? Let me go do some squats and some. Miles does that, and he looks yeah. great. My bad. Go ahead, and finish, <laughs> yeah. your, finish your story. Yeah, but basically, long story short, once you start seeing this, you see a little bit more things that I'm posting with you guys. It looks like, oh, I'm going somewhere professionally. So I get a little text back on the Instagram. Yo, she I don't even send people. I don't even know how she got my Instagram. So she was searching for you. She yeah, had to. like. But here's how I'm. I'm kind of just a dog. I'm a dog ass nigga. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I see all that in my head. I remember my New Year's resolution, and I say I'm gonna make myself look worse than I did before. I was like, oh no, I'm in struggle mode. Blah 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 blah. Ain't nobody knowing about the savings until it happens, bro. Yeah. I'm done with all that, and she falls back a little bit. But I see the game now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's so the guy in the chat, Thank you. The guy that Charles Walker says she wanted a Captain Kirk. <laughs> Captain, Captain Kirk. For so again, some of you young people don't understand what that means. Because Star Star Trek, I, I do watch Star Trek. I don't like Star Wars, but I do like Star Trek. Probably because my godmother, she watched. Anyways, Captain Kirk, every episode of Star Trek, there was an alien woman. And he always saved them. So, like, <laughs> Master P made this song called Captain Kirk, Can You Save Me? Mm. Captain Kirk, I Want to Have Your Baby. So, a Captain Kirk is a Captain Saber Ho. And, we, we, that, and, that, and that's what the friend zone basically is. You're the safety net. Yes. And it's nothing. If a, that's where you want to be, yeah. oh, go ahead. Give us the definition. I found the, defi- the official definition is a situation in which a friendship exists between two people, one of whom has an unreciprocated romantic or sexual interest in the other. Right. So here's the problem with that. It's a place that you choose to be. Yes. 
Men and females can't be friends. I'm not like Steve Harvey. That's a dumbass statement. Yeah. And ungrown. You can be friends with, excuse me. I said, actually, you know, I don't care. Of the opposite sex, you can be, because I don't know what fucking terms you can use or not. Anyways, because <laughs> we're going to get into sports here in a second. But you can be friends. But if you're in the friend zone, I want you to know that's a choice. If you want and if you and if you want to have sexual relationship relations with the woman that you're friends with, and that's not known, you're a sucker and you're yeah. a manipulator and you're an abuser. You need to stop that yeah. and be a fucking man and either shoot your shot or be cool with where you're at. Get off, get off like, the court. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> like again, there are some of this good for networking, business relationships, a lot of different stuff like that, but like don't be just sitting around trying to, because because as a guy, like if you're in a relationship, because I'm gonna tell you this, I'm not the type of guy that's gonna beat you up yeah. over a lady or any of those type of things. But if I find out that I'm having an argument with my old girl, right. and she goes to you because you are old oh, yeah, Captain Kirk ass person, yeah. you're a terrible person. Russell oh. Wilson ass nigga. No, you're a terrible not, person. You're evil. You're evil. Like that's it. So yeah, so, I think yeah. I agree with you. I think uh, that's definitely some uh, some sucker shit. If you're like, but yeah, I, I think women, especially at least for women me, know what they're doing for me, for who I'm talking to, the way that you approach it, being a friend, will tell you how it will be. If she's with somebody else and you're chilling, if you if y'all are friends, you like flirty friends or whatever. I think you you won't get that girl if she breaks up with her man if you're like friends of but I, I think she's more likely to be with you while with him if you're not Which trying is to not, be that, that that's true that's different you got that's different you got to approach it Again, real talk if you're in, this, in today's day and age like if if you just met this girl and y'all are dating after one month you're dating about five other people yeah got to give it six months before six to seven months before because. It's a lot of poles out there, right? Like she's she's fishing. Yeah. You're fishing. You're fishing too. Mm-hmm. You might forget about one of the one of the thoughts that you didn't talk to, and you got it. Takes a little bit of time to get the text messages yeah. and everything else shifted and moved. And like so, like again, too many people want to be too serious too quick. But again, but if if I met you, I'm gonna say if I meet you at a club, I won't be your friend. And then if I met you now. If I met you at like math that's class, good, that's good. That's different. People don't take into account the setting. But if I you met you in the club, yeah. the light was right. The settings, were, the, the sun dress was like, right. What did what did <laughs> I just say? So if you if you were t- if you were two at ten, you might have been a ten at two. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's different. Like if I saw you, you know, I had enough of that high end scotch. I had yeah. a lot of. I have no intentions of. Trying to yeah. even learn about you, like it's only one thing I wanted to do: have sex. Now we may be able to grow into something from that, but you know we got to grow from sex. Right. All right, <laughs> I can't, I can't. a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it's a lot of yeah. great long-term relationships. That's a great happened. conversation. Like, this is like again, it's it's a new age. Let's be grown. Let's you know let's take into account. A lot of these different situations. You took accountability and everything that you just said, which was great. You are very realistic in, in a the setting in which in which you meet a woman and your own intentions yeah. when pursuing that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't, and that's why that's the problem. Is, that's why friends don't. Is, is accountability. You accountability. brought up a really good position. So we're going to do this out of context and out of order. With accountability, we're going to bring in eight o'clock, mm-hmm. and we're going to go to Green Acres Sporting Goods. Three hundred and nine, no, 
$499. Don't, please don't go in there. If you, if you <laughs> mention the sports den and something from one of the shows, Green Acres will sell you an AR-15. Great gun. Very fun to shoot. Um, Z and them are going to make sure like you get the best um, ammunition, best bullets. A lot of places out here selling guns don't have bullets. What the fuck is the purpose of buying a gun with no bullets? But if you don't want to get that, they have great, great handguns, great shotguns, very knowledgeable people. Go in there, tell them big game sent you, the sports then sent you. Accountability is accountability and women are like vegetables and children. Neither one of them wants to eat them consistently. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I mean this, and this is what I mean. It's not just women. There are men too, but I'm just saying a lot of times you don't have think pieces written about men not taking, like men, uh, like women taking, not taking accountability. Every week there's something that we read about men and the dumbest shit that I've seen on the internet. And if you haven't paid attention to this, we have a, 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 a celebrity that's in custody in Russia by the name of Brittany Griner. And Brittany Griner uh, was, was trying to board an airplane to get out of Russia and she got caught with, um, with like hemp oil, yeah, weed products. Yeah, a little bit of hemp oil. Like, vape, it, yeah, vapes. So that's what it is. So nothing crazy, nothing major, but I got, if you've never flown internationally, or never been anywhere internationally. I got news for you. Try not to do anything illegal. <laughs> because you're going to go to jail. They're going to treat you differently. They're, and it's and one of my visions of when I go like, out the country is to not go to jail in a foreign country, in a place where I don't know the fucking language. Now, Brittany was hooping over there, so she has a little bit more of a, like, things going on. But my problem comes in is that the accountability part. People are putting that if she was LeBron James or any other male oh athlete, God. that they would have been trying to get her free and things like this. I said, first and foremost, I didn't see that. LeBron James, what's the first illegal thing we've ever heard LeBron James yeah, do? Yeah, really. And I'm, there is not a more pro weed podcast than us. I think weed is amazing. 100%. I really wish we, one, weed got a bad rap due to racism. And reef, go look up Reefer Madness. Go look up a lot of these the, the different laws. The person who created it was, again, it was a lot because for whatever reason, they thought weed, and even when Prohibition started, mm-hmm. they thought that this was going to create super sex animals and, and black men that were going to go pounce on white women. I saw that, and I didn't know if that was real or it's not. It's real. It's very real. There was actually a movie called Reefer Madness. I thought it was wild. And that's what really led to all of this stuff. But like the medicinal benefits, the pain stuff... I'm just saying it's actually a lot better than what people really, really understand and what they know. But I'm also, I also know that just in the States, it's not federally legal. It's not legal um, recreationally in the state of Florida. You still can go, in, in, in theory, if a, if a company drug tests you and you fail the test, they don't have to hire you. Like, there's a lot of rules here in the U.S. that can get you jammed up. And I, I'm cool with our prisons. Some of our prisons are really... Shit, them things look fun. I'm not going. <laughs> if you don't believe me, go look at these TikToks. There's one where these people are doing fucking Benny Hanna's in the goddamn prison cell. Some of them eat better than me or you. Trust me. Look it up. Definitely better than I ate in college. But Definitely better. At, at, at worst, better than most of us ate in college. But, like, Brittany, you... you I don't give my own... Again, a lot of this stuff that I have opinions on... It's not necessarily strong because I don't care. 
But I've been in another country. I almost got jammed up and I didn't do anything. And I was terrified. Matter of fact, it was right around the same time that um, Rihanna's baby daddy um, got jammed up in France, I believe. Uh-huh. And, and four or five had to, um, four or five had to try to Wait, get him out. You just call him Rihanna's baby. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love this. Show. He doesn't have that. I think it was Rihanna's baby. Whoever the rapper was yeah. that's not good enough that doesn't have enough hits. Yeah. Yeah, he's always, he's it's not wrong with being Rihanna's baby daddy. Shit. It's wrong with him being Rihanna's baby daddy. Shit. Mean? I mean, listen. Who wouldn't <laughs> trade being Rihanna's whatever? I don't even have to be a baby daddy. Just call me Rihanna's man. Rihanna's purse. Rihanna's pocket. Whatever. But my point goes into that. I get to the DR, so I'm going, I fly into um, anyway, to the capital city, and my the guy who was my my driver gets pulled over, and there you know the, the police are very corrupt. They gotta give they pull people over and extort them, and they call it for safe travel because they don't pay them very well. They pull my guy over and he's like, they say he was speeding, and they asked him, "Do you want to go to jail? We're gonna take all y'all to jail if you don't, or you can give me some money." And my guy is cussing him out. Mind you, all of this, I, I, he tells me what's happening afterwards when we get cleared. All of this is happening in Spanish. Very loud, very angry. And I mean, Spanish, Spanish. So I have to ask these questions as a guy who's a Spanish implant. I always ask the question, is this person Spanish or are they gay? And I don't mean this in a bad way. They speak with their hands. Oh my God. No, I'm listen, listen, this is my, this is what I'm about. They speak with their hands. They're very passionate. They're they, they're very flamboyant. They're very colorful. And a lot of the stuff, like, is just as an American, it's a difference in culture. Yeah, they're open so, about, like, being sexy. For yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's anything. Like, you know, I wear my pants a lot more fit now. But they were wearing the Enrique Iglesias and, and um, leather. They, I won't wear them. wear leather pants. But they were wearing the women. They were hopping into their jeans well before it became popular in the United States. So all of this is going on in front of me. And they just yelling, speaking in Spanish. I don't know what the fuck going on. I'm in the back seat. <laughs> and all I know is the police are, I know what jail is, what jail means. And I'm like, yo, damn, they just, I said, four, five, they finna free two black people. Just got Kodak out of I was like, yo. And I'm like, man, I was like, yo, I just got here. It's three o'clock in the morning here. I just want to get to Sasua. I just want to have fun. I didn't come here for this. So, Long story short, it worked out. Now, I got jam going in, and I got jam going out. Now, here's what happened going out. I like cigars, obviously. They have Cuban cigars that are there. The Cuban cigar shop, I go into the shop, find all these great Cuban cigars. Girl there at the um, at the counter, like, um, I look at it. I know I bought $500 worth of cigars, easily. I go over there, I say, she's like, okay, it's $200. I say, whoa. Are you sure it's two hundred dollars? Like two hundred American? She's like, yes, yes, that's it. I've done the calculations. Like, are you sure that's two hundred American? And then my boy, my partner Brandon's like, hey man, she says two hundred dollars. Just you know, looking at me like, bro, like, nah, take this. And I'm like, hold on, say, like, babe, like this, I, I know what these cost. Are you sure? She's like, yeah. And she got mad at me. I said, well, shit. Here's two hundred American. Man. I go to I go to my apartment that I was staying in. This is Sewell. And my boy Brandon, he leaves, because that's my last night. It's my last night in Sassoon. My boy Brandon goes back on the strip because he has, I think he has a family there now or something. He's there every other week, every other <laughs> Like, no black man goes to the DR that much. Like, it ain't, like, even if you're buying it, it gets, it's, it becomes a bit much. <laughs> you just, yeah, like, come on, man. Like, jeez. 
But that's my guy though. He's walking by the area to go get some food. Now the the Dominican police can't mess with you. The federal police, the army basically can. And he gets jammed up. And they're like, and the girl's like, she points at him. Him. And then they come over there and he's like, yo, yo. It's like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And he's like, man, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? She's like, your friend that bought the cigars. You know, he walked out of this. He's like, man. And so Brandon's like sitting here. So they WhatsApp is how they communicate in foreign countries. Mm-hmm. My I happen to be sweet. So luckily it saved. <laughs> my WhatsApp is blowing up. Like, you gotta get you a Brandon in your life, no matter what, because Brandon <laughs> was jammed up foreign country. And you know what Brandon still upheld? What? Snitches get stitches. My dog did <laughs> not <laughs> snitch. He did not give him the location. He didn't do anything. But I was smart enough to realize this. The girl, they were looking for me. So I stayed. So I stayed. Mm-hmm. If I had been my compound, he didn't tell him where to get me. I stayed until my driver came in. And my driver was like, because we got jammed up going in, we ain't getting jammed up going back. So we went the back roads, which is terrifying. Because we climbed the mountains. They don't have, they aren't paved. I did get out of there safely. <laughs> but my point is, is that, I understood what I was what I was into, and if I would have got arrested over something silly like that, I would have been like, you know what, damn it, I kind of deserve what I got. Yeah, three hundred dollars could have saved could have saved me a lot of headache. But that's some accountability, right there. Accountability. Brittany Griner could have bought a fucking vape pen when she got to where she needed to get to. What do you think is gonna happen when you try to load an airplane? And the other side of it is. Brittany is, is identified. Brittany a man. <laughs> She's getting treated like a black man. Any black man would be treated that had weed going on a plane. You want to be a man so bad? She's getting a full dosage of it. She got to pay child support now because she was married to a woman that had a kid, which is the ironic, funniest thing in yeah, the world. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. But also... We got people who are mad at Deshaun Watson over the idea that he may or may not have showed his dick to women while he was getting a massage. We know Brittany Griner has put paws on a woman. How many of y'all are going around defending um, domestic violence, habitual domestic violence people? The reality of the situation, this ain't the fucking hill I want to die on. That's, that, that's all <laughs> I mean is my hate o'clock is like, dude, like you either... Either you either either you're pro people not doing stupid stuff, you're pro women not getting their asses whipped by their um by their significant other, or you just want to argue because you think male athletes get this this um exception that nobody got. I think there's been one athlete that's ever got something and karma got him back about ten years later. Who? OJ. We can oh, all wow. sit here and agree. <laughs> I am with you. I'm listen. I was, I was too young to really be able to have a voice, but I'm with you. I was happy that he got off, not because you know. He, I just know black men have been convicted for less, but I ain't gonna lie. To you. I think he did it. I think I'm with you. He did it, and he got it. He got it back later for something that was way stupid, but way less. He got charged for being dumb. Yeah. And yeah. again, the accountability eventually catches itself up to people. But like the reality is, guys. These fucking think pieces for Britney Griner. Really just sit back and look at yourself in the mirror. 
Be like, is this truly the hill I want to die on? Is this the, like, if it was, you know what? I'll tell you this much. One, she wouldn't get caught with weed. Somebody in her entourage would have got caught because she's smarter than that. If this was Serena, we sending the troops in to get Serena. Yeah. We're not sending the troops in for Britney fucking Griner, man. Yeah. Maybe Scott. It is not that I dislike her. Listen, I actually wish there were more female athletes like that because I think the WNBA would be so much more exciting with nasty block shots and girls getting dunked on. The NBA did not get exciting until nuts started getting put in other people's face. <laughs> so the people don't right, realize wait. this. There was a time when you could not dunk in the NBA. You had to just lay it up. I wasn't alive then. None of us were alive, but uh, there was a time. It was very fundamental. It was very anybody could play. But once they started making it more athletic, more people watched it. Women started getting involved. Everybody started. So imagine, you know, there's a young lady here saw, from um, Jacksonville that can dunk and went to Reball. You talking about Renaya? Renaya, yeah. I went to after school programs with her when I was in middle school and stuff. I want more Renaya. Listen, she was crossing us up in middle school, and there was a was, girl, a girl in the um in the in, in the um, women's basketball. Um, Renaya Davis, whatever. by the way, is her name. Renaya Davis. Shout out Minnesota, the suit. only WNBA basketball jersey that I own. Renaya I had Davis to go buy it. I had to go cop it. But like, it was a girl um in, in basketball recently that literally went coast to coast, one hand slammed it. We start getting girls two hand dunking on each other. Like, I prom women. I promise you, the equality that you seek and pay will happen because more of us will watch it. What do you it's think about this? Really boring. Right there, now. there was a there was something that came out. All right, uh, obviously we talked about the Leah Thomas and the swimmer stuff uh, right, the right. last episode. Right. What do you think about this proposal? Because I thought it was actually pretty interesting. They were saying, what if every WNBA team just added one slot for a trans woman to play basketball on their team? You know, you got people dunking. You got more aggression coming I in. I, 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 I still don't know. I don't. And again, we're going to, to accountability, too, with that, because we just brought it up and it was in the chat. I don't know how I feel about that. I just really just, I really, I think women athletes are getting better, and I want to see a true fair competition. And I want to see. And, and I think that would be the quickest too. way to implement the the dunking aggression, though, is what I'm saying. I think um, it just takes time too to make like the NBA is 75 years old. The WNBA isn't. They weren't getting paid these millions and millions of dollars when it first started. It took time to build a brand, and as I told you, like the first before they went, it actually it took a separate league to make it more because that the NBA was over there fundamental uh, pick and roll. Good old bank shot, like do this. Then the ABA came around, different color basketball, bright color uniforms, trick shots, all kinds of stuff. And that's the same thing with the NFL. The NFL was your, this is the way that the football is supposed to be played, the way that God intended it. Then you had the AFL, way more exciting, way more this, more people like that. Then the mergers happened, ABA, NBA, AFL, NFL happened. Then that's when you started seeing the leagues spike in um popularity even with the nfl was it the usfl um has also made a lot more things uh um a lot more things happen i'm trying to think is another um similar instance um in male sports because like everybody just sees the now and don't understand that it's it takes years to build a brand and that's where you know a lot of this stuff is um is coming from yeah oh but 
what I also don't like is, and I'm about to get started into my son's probably his last year of doing flag football. And um, because they're just Trey, yeah, they're just too damn good. Like I don't want to see them beat the shit out of other kids when like I don't want my son to get bored. But I don't like participation trophies. We either win the championship and we take the trophies, or we don't and we don't take the trophies. We don't do that shit. It's there is a winner and a loser, no matter how much you want to sugarcoat it. And trust me, y'all can blame liberals, like because I'm I, I'm moderate, so you can't call me out on any of this shit. But liberals ain't the ones who started participation trophies, because a lot of people that I grew up training that that came up training. They ain't wasn't liberals. They were starch conservatives, and they was mad as fuck that their kid wasn't playing. And that's why they started training with me, to get their kid on the same level. But, like, if their kid didn't get a trophy, their kid didn't get something, they bitched about it. Trust me. So liberals bitch about it, too, but you conservatives do the same thing. Y'all all are snowflakes. But the most snowflakish thing happened, and I get where he's coming from. That's what I want to say first. Governor DeSantis in the state of Florida, I get it. Old girl lost. And it stinks that she lost to the worst male swimmer last year. It is now the best male, best female. He actually was not the worst. I did some research on that. So they were worse. Okay, it was actually pretty, pretty good in the Ivy League program. But it was like, like the four sixty two was like an international rank. Oh, okay, international. Okay, so all right. So okay, when you look into it, it and not just the numbers they put out, it wasn't a college rank. It was not international. It, it was international okay. for what those numbers that you're talking about was. Okay, fair. That, that's more of a fair. But I still don't think the girl lost, and it's not in this thing. Oh, yeah, she got smoked. Stuff happens. But, like, don't come and try to make me the national champion. That doesn't work. Just because you say it, it doesn't change it. It doesn't change the articles. It doesn't change what we saw. She pulled a UCF. Right, yeah, that's what you just did. You, To me, that makes it worse. So I'll use, again, personal examples of, because like, I want people to know, anything that I say, I'm not just saying it and not living it. The last season that we had, a couple of, we lost. We lost by the refs. Who's we, we got video, like Who? my son's team. Oh, the team. Matter of fact, my one of the guys, Charles, he scores a touchdown. He's five steps in the damn end zone, and then the referee says, ah, he, he stiff-armed the kid. He's what? in the damn end zone. What, what do you mean he's still farming kid? I got a kid that's a big body. He catches the ball. All he does is turn to the left, and it's some little small petite kid that's there. The kid, they say he should have made a move to get out the way. How? I asked the ref. I said, ref, I've played at the highest levels. How the fuck can I coach this kid to do? I think I said that, too. How the fuck do I coach this kid to do that? Help me so I can make him better because I don't think it can happen. You know what? I did not. They said it on. We got video and all that stuff. At the end of the day, you know what we did? We lost. I didn't go to. I didn't go to I nine and say, "Hey, you know, hey man, this is what really happened." Yeah. We lost the championship. That's what happened. I did not go on. I go on the internet and proclaim us the real champions. <laughs> okay, my team I see where you're going. Of, my team is. It's the third and fourth grade league. My team actually has two second graders on it. And most of the kids are third grader. We have one fourth grader. I didn't go and say we are really the third grade champions because we were playing older kids. We lost. Another guy that I roll with, my guy Tom West, probably the greatest lacrosse coach in the state of Florida. He should have 20 state championships. The problem is there was one division in the state of Florida for lacrosse until recently. He coached at a public school. every For like seven straight years, he went to the Final Four. 
in the final four, it was St. Thomas Aquinas, Lake Highland Prep, and then like another private school. All the private schools that can recruit should be good at those sports. We didn't go around and say, oh, well, we're really the state championships, state champions because we're the only public school. No. Lake Highland won a state championship one of those years. St. Thomas Aquinas won a state championship. Was it fair? No. Now, it was it fair in the sense that we were all, it was guys playing guys? Yeah. Yes, but was it fair that they had, like, they have resources and things that they can do or get access to that the other schools can't? But at the end of the day, is nobody, like, we lost. Yeah. We It stinks. And it, 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 it stinks. Yeah. It really, really stinks. But it doesn't help it when you try to make it a political agenda. Yeah, when you try to spin it. And you're, you're trying like, to spin it. Like, that's well, not helping me. Like, you, you don't just... You can't. If, I, if I wanted to make a national champ, if I wanted to make a national championship um, uh, trophy, I could just go to a um, one of the award trophy shops and pay for somebody to make it. But you know what? That doesn't make me. What? It doesn't make me the national champion. Yeah. What? What? What's your job? Like, what are you doing? I'm at work all the time. Why do you have time to just do this nonsense? Don't you have like important better things to <laughs> yeah. do? Shouldn't you be running our state? That's it, you yeah, know. Running so the state. There's that, and again, congratulations on even making the finals. But like at the end of the day, it was a loophole. It's a rule. If they change the rule, I'm cool with it. If they don't, I don't. Because at the end of the day, just win next year. Just win next year. But at the end of the day, I, I didn't care about women's 500 meters swimming last week, and I don't care about it today. You're honest and accountable. So I think that's like, half the world. I mean, everybody making these articles. Just they the didn't reality care. is, when you don't. Care. They're never going to talk about women swimming again unless this happens again next right. year. It's, speaking of honesty and accountability and developing the right mentality and mindset, because I don't, I, I the standard is the standard, man. And the standard is winning and the standard is over everything. You're either trying to live to a standard or you're not. And there's, there, but, you know, I, and I want my university and my alma mater to get to that point. But um, we've been struggling the last five years um, at Florida State and I know there's Gator fans, Miami fans, all kinds of other stuff, pro fans that listen to us that we're not really getting into the, the nitty-gritty of what we would normally get to, but I have a unique opportunity to be able to go and see my alma mater and cover them. This is the best that I've seen FSU, looking a while. And each time I've gone, I've taken my son, and I think my son is getting better now because he's getting a chance to watch a better product. And... FSU is yeah. a better product. Do you right see now. it like like more in his reaction? He's like enjoying it more? He's Perfect example. And <laughs> there is no person that I know that is more brutally honest. Well, most people, most kids, kids and drunks are the two most honest people in the world. You can put me up there, Bobby, too. But my son is a kid, but he is brutally honest. I just saw a picture, a video of him, I guess, seven years or seven, eight years ago when he was a, he was a baby. And he was clapping. He said, babies are us. He was clapping, yeah. having a good time clapping. <laughs> and then some random lady comes in, and she's like, yeah, yeah. She started, he's like, hey, bitch, <laughs> who told you you could clap? <laughs> Promise you, I got it. So my, it is literally the most hilarious thing. He's way nicer as a kid now than he was as a baby. Killer is the mean baby. But Trigger is, is not. But, but Trey, we went to go watch because I asked him, hey, you want to skip school to watch practice? Say yes. So we skipped school. FSU practiced here in August. And um, we went to the practice. And he told me, he said, Dad, is this a high school team or is this a college team we're watching? 
I said, damn. That, that was this year he said that? that was, it just this past August. Said, oh, last last year. I said, shit. That's not what I want to hear. Like, yeah. like, like everybody tells me, FSU fans that are super optimistic use me as the guy that they say I hate. And I don't hate any. I don't hate. I just, I am giving you my perception based on a guy who's played at the highest level and has played there, won championships there, done a lot of different things. And I was just like, they just don't look the part. And I was like, damn, you know, my son. So I said, I went and watched them on their first practice on a Saturday. I was like, damn. I was like, they look good, man. They look good. Like, but they in shorts. Yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, I know who's going to give his honest opinion. Trey. So I went to the Monday's practice. Um, Trey was, I think it was, Trey was on his spring break, so he didn't have to miss school for that one. So I went, scooped him up. We drove over to Tallahassee. Um, got a chance to watch practice. And he was just like, he was like, he was like, yo, dad, they look, that they look actually, they look pretty good. They look better than the last time I saw him. And he's like, he's like, you know, and Trav looked like he knows what he's doing with the ball a little bit better. Um, he's throwing the ball good. Mm-hmm. And then he talked about the Getting running backs came over. He talked about beating Mackenzie Milton in a foot race. Which, that video was funny. I don't think it's very difficult. <laughs> but like, you know, he talked about just a lot of things that he talked about. So I'm like, all right. And I told him, he said, Dad, can I come to another practice? I said, yeah, I'll take you to when they put pads on, you know, because everybody looked good in shorts. Um, when you pull the pads out, it's when you see the men, separates the men from the boys. Yeah. So That's what MOT used to say to me. They were in on spring break and on college spring break. So I was like, all right. I'm going to go over here on Tuesday. My son's godfather, Toby Bullock, who's a head coach at Mandarin High School, um, he was coming over. And shout-out to Jamie French, got an offer, Mandarin High School, um, rising sophomore, really, really good athlete. Um, but we went over um, with Uncle Toby. We were hanging out because he like, Toby's biggest – I found the biggest white man in, in the city of Jacksonville to be <laughs> my right. son's godfather. Okay, got Huge. it. Great, got great, it. great, awesome dude, too. I know, he'll whoop your ass over my kids. So um, that's why that. I love him. I whoop your ass over brother in Memphis too. Those are his kids. But Wait, he has a white kid named Brother. What's Brother's real name? Oh, I was about to say that. I was about to say oh, that. That's not Memphis's that. real. They have nicknames. Got they, it. Got they've it. got other names. I was about to say he loves black people. If he's naming his white kid <laughs> Brother, I have to I've remember. Never heard him called. It's weird else. that I have to remember like some of my god kids' name, but like I know we call we call him Brother. That's his name. Shit. One day, like if I ever have to take him to the hospital. I pray I don't. Yeah. I want to write. What's his name? Brother Bullock. I don't know. Like, but he was called brother because that's what Memphis was calling him. Brother, brother. It's stuck. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So, anyways, we go over there hanging out with Uncle Tobe. Tobe is so fucking knowledgeable in football that it really just, it's actually not annoying, but it, like, makes me question if I ever even know anything. Because he knows, like, he's he's a, he's a savant. He's really, like, he's not, actually, no, he's not. He's just really, really good. Savants are kind of special needs in other places. But Toby's <laughs> just really, really good at offense. But Trey is over there watching everything. He's watching the pads. He's watching the hit. He actually almost got involved. He almost got hit by um, by um, Malik McClain, good-looking wide receiver from Florida State. And, you know, Trey was just like, yo, dad, they, they look, he's like, dad, they're big. So I'm like, all right, cool. Shout out to Coach Storms. And Coach Storms and Cousin Lanier Coleman, because he's there's a big-ass black man with the last name Coleman over there that literally makes me pick and choose. Because there's days I want to look like Miles. I want to slim down, want to get shredded. But then I see Coach Coleman. 
over there, and he is massive. Like he's got a chest that you can place objects on. Do you ever think about like getting? That's the last what I'm, I'm. I'm looking at him, and I'm yeah. like, yo, that sure as hell is easier for me to achieve. What about you? Is my size? I don't know. I don't think I've ever been your size since I was an infant. <laughs> oh. But no, no, no. You, you said you said you were 115. I'm 122 right yeah, now. I got up. All right. I, I must have been. I might have been like sixth grade when I was last time I was that size. But like, you know, COVID slid me up real good. Right. So like, yeah. I could if you know I could catch COVID without dying. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Like you know. You know, because a lot of people talk about how easy COVID is. I'm like, yeah, yeah y'all got that shit easy. I think my 115. That shit whooped the fuck out of me. I, I ain't never got my ass whooped like with COVID. Yeah, my 115 might have been after I had COVID. <laughs> I think. <laughs> this, this, we'll, go <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with Because you don't look, you, yeah. That was very small. But, but Trey was really watching it. But, like, they are better. They are better. Does that mean they're going to win the ACC? No, that doesn't. It just means they're better than they were before. So, like, they're better at the running back. Um, the running back room. Treshawn Ward will be the starter, should be the starter. They got this kid, Benson, from Oregon, who looks like, if you're a Florida State fan, go look up a guy named Eric Shelton, who ended up tra- transferring to Louisville, but he was a big, explosive back. Um, that's who he kind of reminds me of. And, and they've got some guys that are in there that can play different utility positions um, that I think are going to be really, really good. So t- so your stand, you always say the standard is a standard, standard and the standard is, standard. is winning. So do you celebrate – like, do you celebrate better or do you celebrate best? Like, are, is that? No. Well, what, what happens is what you can do is, all right, so there's a standard. You are you are held to that whether you want, it, want to or not. So we'll use school to explain this. C is not the standard, but that's passing, right? Yes. And Duval, D and, is. Yeah, Duval. A, a, if you make straight A's, you have a better chance of going to college which you, college should be your standard if you're going to school. Whether you go or not, that should be the standard. Can you get accepted? If you're not making that, you're below standard. So an F and a D is below standard. Okay. The world does not give a shit about anything. We saw that during COVID. You had to make your grades no matter what, whether you had Wi-Fi, whether you had access to a laptop, whether you had good parents that could stay home, whether you, like, the world does not care. There is a standard. Another side, another aspect to that for adults who are listening. I have a mortgage that I have to pay. I have a mortgage I have to pay every, every month. Now, if I can't make that, I can call the bank and the bank will say, you know what? Okay. What we can do is we can shift your payments, but your payments are shifted to get you back to that standard. Or you know what happens if I don't meet the standard? I get fucking, I get booted out my house. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. The standard at Florida State is championships. Now, what can happen is we can re- not reduce, we can adjust expectations, but the expectations have to be adjusted to get us back to where, where the standard is. Okay, now that that is a great point. That's a so great point. while I want us to, I will, I can applaud. Like so, for example, if you're if you're like I tell my son this all the time, when he brings home a bad grade, I hold him to a standard. The reason why is because I know he's smart. If he if he was stupid, I would get him a tutor. We wouldn't buy video games. We wouldn't be playing all these sports. We wouldn't be doing all these other things because that money can go into making you a better student. So it's moving him toward the direction. But now if he's a C student, 
and he makes a B, I'm going to applaud him, but still tell him A is the best. Okay, yeah, I see. So where like you're right I'm now with here. Florida State, if you're winning eight games, I'm going to say you know what, that's way better than winning five. Mm-hmm. Now we need to get eight to be yeah. a championship contender. Yeah. So and so the standard is still the same, but you also appreciate never, you you, yeah, you, you, you adjust expectations it. based right. on reality. This only losers think the standard. Change. If I lower the standard. You know what's gonna happen? What you're just gonna lower what you're you're just gonna you're gonna lower your expectations yeah. too. But I think if you like, lower the standard, then the product that was put out the last couple of years is gonna be the same product that's the coming back around. Reason why I believe it, and other schools have the luxury of 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 not having to have that because nobody expects anything of them. Like you weren't any good, so like no offense to UCF. UCF can can cheer a fake national championship because they've never seen their school win a real national championship. And that'll probably be the best team they ever played. North Carolina State can cheer a 10-win team because a 10-win team is you're one of the best teams in program history. No matter what I would have done at Florida State, it's very difficult. Like actually, even it, 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 just even using it as a positional player, you know how hard it is to be top 10 at your position at Florida State? The top 10 at Florida State is like some of the best players ever played a fucking game. So why do I have this? For people who don't know why I have this, and I've shared this before. It's my first time ever meeting Deion Sanders. 2003, we won 10 games. Won the ACC, lost in the Orange Bowl. We're a a bad game against Clemson away from playing in a national championship that year. We lost to Miami twice. We lost to them during the regular season by a touchdown. Um, and it was a close game, tsunami, pouring down rain the whole time. It was crazy. And we lost to them in the bowl game. But, you know, at the end of the day, bowl games are great, but they're really exhibition games. But if we would have beat Clemson, we would have been in the national championship. I think we were the number three team in the nation when we went to Clemson. That's February or March. They had a player-only meeting. And when I tell you at that player-only meeting, it was the who's who of Florida State. What do you mean by that? Oh, Deion Sanders came. It was his first time coming back. T-Buck. T-Buck was there because he was on staff. It was like all the people that you grew up watching that made you want to be a Florida State Seminole. Okay. They showed up. They, they showed up. They never came to no practices, never came and worked with us. But they showed up. And me, as a kid who grew up as a fan, I'm like, yo, Yo, that's prime. That's such and such. Who they cussed our asses out for two and a half fucking hours. <laughs> Why? What, wait. After winning After ten lo- games. Yeah. Because you didn't win the natty. Some of these motherfuckers never won a natty. <laughs> <laughs> but they won. They were consistently yeah. top five. They're like they had the. These were all guys who were part of the dynasty era where they had like fifteen years where they finished. They say top five, but they were really. One, three, or four, damn near the entire time that they were there. And to be honest with you, if the BCS and the playoffs were in now, Florida State probably, Bobby Bowden would be, not even arguably, he would be the greatest coach. Because Saban is, I believe Saban is going to be end up being the greatest coach, and rightfully so. But, like, Bobby would have Saban-type numbers with championships because it, it gives you error to lose one game. During that time, he couldn't lose one game. And we weren't in a conference sometimes. The whole reason we got in a conference was to be able to play in um, championships because they weighted a little heavier. But, like, these guys cussed us out. Slap out. Like, we were trash. Like, we were ass. 
They call the decade that I played in the lost decade. That's bad. That's rough. And there was now, mind you, before Tag got here, Florida State hadn't missed a bowl game in 36 years. Like my entire life, we hadn't like I didn't know what it was like for Florida State not to have a winning record. So we come in, we're getting fussed out. And then now I'm seeing people like be apologetic. Like, oh, it's okay. You're losing. You're trying hard. James, you're so hard on them. This bitch, I saw a guy get hit in the back of the head with a fucking orange because we lost the week before. <laughs> we didn't have online classes. Like, you can just, like, if you don't like what they're saying to you online, you know what you can do? Just don't go online. Yeah. We had to go to fucking class. We had to show, like, these same people who are telling me, be easy, don't hurt their psyche, did not have to go to class with the same people who were just sitting there cheering for you. Now, when it was great, it was rocking. Now, most of our fans are great, but I'm just saying, like, we had to literally face, and most of the games, we like, we never really got blown out. It was close games. Like, I tell people, when we lost games, I played the greatest collection of talent the University of Miami has ever seen. I played against 13 first-round draft picks on defense. Not the entire team. Damn. Defense. It's not including Andre what? Johnson. That's not including um, Frank Gore. It's not including Willis McGahee. That's not including Brian McKinney, who is a great offensive lineman. That's not including a lot of motherfuckers. Not Kellen Winslow. <laughs> like, dude. And that's first-round picks. That's not drafted guys. Like guys like Rocky McIntosh, who was a second-round pick. And other cats. Like, these motherfuckers was good, bro. Like they were good, I, no, man. Y'all were, and we were playing with them toe to toe. I have no, like, I have no idea how we were on the same field as these motherfuckers. Like that's how good they were. Like when you look at who got drafted and where they got drafted, like, damn, you're like, shit, motherfuckers, good. When we we lost to North Carolina State, this this is the North Carolina State team we lost to. Some of these names you may know, some of you might not. Philip Rivers is a quarterback. Mario Williams, number one overall pick in my draft class. Manning Lawson, I believe he was like 15th pick in my draft class. Those were two deep, those were the two defensive ends that I had to block for four years. This is uh, 2004 or five? 2005. A guy named, I forgot, but it was a Tank Williams, I believe. He was drafted in the first round. Their other D tackle was drafted in the first round in 2006. They had two linebackers get drafted. They had two corners get drafted. There was a guy named Jericho Cotri that played for the Jets. There's a running back, T.A. McClendon, that a lot of people don't know, but he was actually in the same conversations with Maurice Claret as a, as um as his freshman year as running back. That is the greatest fucking collection of talent that North Carolina State has ever assembled, and we lost to them, I believe, once. No, we lost to them twice. We lost my freshman. No, we only lost to them once my freshman year. We beat them my sophomore, junior, senior year. Um, But, again, they'll go down in history as the greatest team that they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Maryland, we lost to Coach Ralph Regan. He was one of the great offensive minds during the time. I played against Sean Merriman um, when we lost in um, 04, to them in 04. Um, they had a uh, – what's EJ's name? They had a great linebacker, one of the, some of the greatest Maryland teams that they've ever had. I'm trying to think of some of the other – like kind of like – and I'm giving these are the outlier teams that we shouldn't – that normally we wouldn't lose to, but like this is how good they were. The North Carolina team that we lost to the year before I got there, oh my God, Julius Pe- just, just, just as crazy yeah. the guys that they had. They whooped their ass too. I was like, like they whooped their ass so bad that when we played in my sophomore year, 
Like we went up there and we was like, y'all better whoop their ass. Yeah. Our coach was like, y'all, they, they, y'all owe them a, a good solid ass whoop. They embarrassed us last time around here. So what I'm saying is, is that's what the standard that I was held to. Yeah. So you're we holding. We couldn't lose to all time great teams. And you named some people who really like, like I didn't know that you played against them. Right. And that's not everybody I played against. I haven't detailed who I went up against at Florida. You were fullback, so you were what, blocking? I them? had to hit these motherfuckers every play. <laughs> That's crazy. 2003, the only the first game I played the entire game without a backup or anything. I was against the NC State. Bitch, I ran, a bit, ran into Mario Williams like Mario. 10 times. I played 100 <laughs> and, uh, 110 plays on offense. We went a double overtime. I literally collapsed. There's a video of me somewhere where I, I literally, I told the last play where we scored. I said, I told Leon Washington, I said, yo, it's a true story. I said, hey, dog, bro, I'll tell you right now, if we don't score right now, bro, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who the linebacker was. We ran, It was four, Colt 45. So, basically, it's a counter action. I go to the left, tailback hops to the right, comes back to the left. I isoed on the linebacker. I just threw my whole body because my hand was broken, and I, I knew I was having labrum surgery. I just threw my body into him and prayed for the best. And it worked. I didn't yeah, know we scored. I literally saying. didn't know we scored. I was literally laying on the ground. They had to come pick me up and God say, James, damn. the game's over. We, Leon scored. I was like, oh, shit, it's good. I wasn't, man, <laughs> I no, wasn't no. getting up. I told him I didn't have anything in me before the game ended, before we went into the first overtime, because I was on field goal, too. So, like, literally, I didn't get off the field, man. And we, the goddamn Xavier Bathia missed the fucking field goal. I don't know. I bet you were I, pissed. If I had the energy, I would have whooped his ass. But so, so you're holding them. I'm holding them to, to the, the standard, standard that, that you, made us great. That you were held to, and that you played in, right? And actually went up. And then people get mad at that. Like people mad at like I like, like I'm happy we lose it. I don't give a fuck who's the head coach. I want to win, and I want to do. Now, what I will say is this: I am like my grandmother in this sense. I may I, I, I you gonna hear my mouth? I'm a bitch. But at the end of the day, this is what I'm also going to do. I'm going to give you every opportunity and every resource that I have available to me to make sure that you're successful. My grandma will give you the shirt off her back, but if you didn't do what she asked you to do, while she's taking that shirt off, you're going to hear her fucking mouth the entire time. Yeah, I get that. But she's going to still give you the shirt off of her back. I'm a booster. I don't get giving tickets to the games, which I could. I donate my money to my university. I bring my kids around. I bring other kids to Florida State games. I'm a fucking ambassador for them, and it's very difficult when they suck. Yeah, everything is better when they're winning. Yeah, I uh, people, more people listen to my radio show. I'm more positive. <laughs> it's easier to get advertisers. <laughs> like they talk about nil deals. So like when I'm talking to these kids, and these kids are like, I can't get no nil deals. So you worry about the wrong fucking thing. Worry about the NFL and the nil will come. You worry more worried about the nil than you are about the NFL. And that's the and that's the difference. And even now, as an adult, I still don't like Dion, but that's the reason why I don't like Dion. Because Dion was the main one cussing us out. And then we said, "Would y'all come back?" And he said he would come back. He didn't come back, but where he did go was we went to the University of Miami, and he trained Devin Hester, which is our rival. So I took a fit. That's the reason why I don't like Dion. It's a brotherhood thing. It's, that a, makes it's sense. like a fraternal thing. It's not that Dion isn't the greatest corner to ever play. Yeah. He's great. I don't hate Dion for taking Travis Hunter. Dion did his job. I can, again, I can respect you. I don't have to like you to respect you. 
Like, I just don't like yeah. you. I think we got to be more of that. You don't have to like people. I think respect if, that if they more work. people would be like that, we would have a better world. But here's the real, here's the, 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 the thing about all of this is that I think, you know, I can always, like, at the end of the day, you can hate me all you want for my opinions on Florida State. But you can't take away the feelings that I gave you while I was there. I scored in both those end zones. I bled and I sweat on that field. I scored 10 touchdowns. So at least 10 times I brought you euphoria and joy. <laughs> it's the same thing I tell my daughter's mother when she was going around hating me. You can hate me all you want, but you cannot unsuck my dick. <laughs> you can hate me all you want and get angry at me, but you can't change the fact that you played with me on the video game and that at some point I probably brought you and your dad or somebody in your family together. It's probably the only time your family, your dad ever hugged you was when we were winning. Jesus and I was Christ. a part of that. Oh my God. So I that's really what you hate. You. That's really what you hate is that the fact that I was a part of your childhood and your development in some of the best times. And I'm reminding you of the best times and some of the worst of times. That being said, Mike's going to get them better. Mike's doing a good job. If you're a former player, hit up Jeffrey Cup. They are doing a phenomenal job of trying to get former guys back. They are doing a phenomenal job of making Trey stay a fan during all this other time. Trey gets v- treated like VIP. This motherfucker was walking through the locker room like he owned that shit. Yeah, I saw the video you posted. I was like, this man. He goes around. One of the dopest things that, you know, because this is what I want to make sure people understand. It's about the it's about the product on the field. Off the field, Ron Dugans was a Tallahassee legend that I grew up watching, and I love what he's doing now with the wide receiver core. Odell Hagan's coached me. He's an FSU legend. My son walks on that practice. He can go with he went with his, the first practice he went with his granddad. Everybody over there talked to his granddad. Everybody knows Trey over there. Like, literally, every coach acknowledges my son. And I think that's dope. And that's how you, that's how you recruit legacies. That's how you don't miss out on stuff years down the road, even if Mike's not there. My son will never forget that. So the next coach, I hope, I hope is Mike you know, or whoever, Continue to, re- you got to recruit those legacies because that's how you build your brand because you got a bunch of mutants that are breeding with other mutants that are having mutants. Yeah. So like this past, like we got um, Armella is a legacy who's an offensive lineman. Um, yeah, we missed on Marvin Jones Jr., whose dad is single-handedly the greatest linebacker to have ever played college football. If you don't know who Marvin Jones is, go watch his motherfucking highlights. The only way you hit people like that is cocaine and steroids. Because he didn't give a fuck about nobody on that field. He is the original MFTK. And just, <laughs> I say all those things to say is that it was a great time. They're looking better. They're headed in the right direction. Does that Now, if that direction doesn't equal wins and losses, then it's unfortunate. But they do look better than what they've looked like in pads. I'll go over there next Tuesday. Tuesday's their pro day. And, um... And other stuff as well. That's good to hear because literally when I moved to college, I think uh, it was like the year that FSU, like, like because my family, my mom, they're FSU diehard fans, been that their whole lives. I wasn't really into college football like that until, you know, I grew up and I, and I went over there. I, I went to Tallahassee and that was when every game was just trash, man. Like right. they, they weren't good. They weren't. 
like like everyone was leaving at halftime. Right. So my knowledge of like my my thought of FSU was like literally I was going to those every home game that first year, 2017, when I went up there. I went to every home game and we got embarrassed. I was like, wait, this is the team that I was watching on TV all these years right. while I'm growing up. Like, this is kind of embarrassing. This is pathetic. Like, like but, what's really wild about it is that like people talk about oh well, it's a noon game. It's tough. We play Miami annually at noon for the for the most part until they change it for TV contracts. Noon used to be one of the, the prime time slots were noon and 8 p.m. 3.30 on ABC, they would fluctuate. It was more of a regional broadcast. But, like, I don't know what it's like to not play in a packed dope. So, like, seeing all this stuff is foreign to me. Like, these guys, like, and I, I, I and again, I'm always going to have, like, I got, have eight season tickets. This past season, I had eight season, eight regular season tickets. I mean, like the end of with the with normal people, and then I had two Champions Club tickets, which is in the air condition with food. I threw tailgates, and I probably put about, I think about three four thousand kids in seats or different people in seats at Dope during the season. I would have done more, but just it gets difficult to continue to raise those kind of funds if the team and, and do those things. But that's why you come to the tailgates. That's why I want it's important the comedy show we're going to do. Raise funds because that stuff costs money. I go and buy them in bulk. I release receipts too, so people can't say I'm stealing money. Trust me, if I'm gonna steal money, I'm not gonna steal money for that. Like I'm, a, it's gonna be one of those really good. You're gonna be like, damn, we out of here. Like, like James is like, James stole 15 million. Like, <laughs> I ain't that good of a guy. But you know, people talk a lot about what they about their diehardness and their fandom and this, that, and the other, but they don't show it on that end. I talk about the product on the field, but I also show the support in the manners in which. So, again, we were the first fifth quarter was the first company to do an NIL deal with a Florida State player. So, like, you know, and I hear people talking about how can we get NIL deals? I'm like, shit. What you want to do? You got a business? You want to give some kids some money? Hell, there's college fan coin that you could be a regular fan. You can go get twenty dollars right now to um, Amari Gaynor has a um, college fan coin deal. You can go get $20 to Amari Gaynor right now and not have to go through the university. Just go to collegefancoin.com, look up Amari Gaynor, click the button, boop, he gets the money. There's other increments and other things that you could do, and you get your name on Amari's wall in the metaverse. So, like, I'm... That's pretty hard. Now, I cover every college. They don't have to be just floor statement. We have a college... We have um, Ja'Curry Brown down in Miami. We have... um Shit. Tight end down, tight end at USC. Um, We've got a lot of people, but my point is, I cover everybody. I cover the NFL. (laughs) There is no slam for the Jags because I'm not a Jags fan, but I just cover the Jags. I ain't gonna lie, like I don't like saying what I say about Florida State, and I go in on other fan bases way more harsh than I do Florida State. But at the end of the day, I'm pro kid, so like um and pro player. So that's um. That's my two cents on that. Like, damn, it was something else I really wanted to get into, but um, but we um we have gone over, I believe, or we're right around that time. So, what was the other thing I wanted to get into? Oh, MFTK of the week. I'm gonna post this. This is it. Um, I'm all for this. I think this teacher. If we're gonna give awards, we need to give an award to this teacher. People, again, this, this is the confusing shit, right? So, a few years ago, one people. Stop letting your kids get access to your fucking guns. Like, you got to be, I, I don't believe in heaven or hell. 
per se, but like there's got to be a special place in the afterlife for people who shoot up schools, schools, churches, and movie theaters. Like if you're a gang member, you know, fine. That's the business. Like at the end of the day, that shit happens. Um, you know, but that's literally imagine going to go see, like you going to go get your lesson and all of a sudden some kid's mad that a girl didn't talk to him and now he shoots up the whole fucking school. And I, don't get me wrong. I think there needs, there just needs to be better, more conflict resolution in schools. We could do a better service to them, but damn it. I don't like that. But Fulton County schools suspends a coach for confronting a student who brought a loaded gun to school. And it's tri city. Tri, um, they're at this is the athletic director, Ken Miller on August 20th. Now, he whipped the shit out of the kid. He, he roughed the kid up. <laughs> which I would, too, if I thought my life was in danger. Um, And he gets the MFTK of the week in a good way. It is. MFTK is mentors for the kids. And mentors, MFTK stands for, man, fuck them kids. Yeah. Fuck them kids that shoot up schools. Not these kids that we're trying to protect. Them kids need their asses whooped. And if you would have whooped your kids' ass, they probably wouldn't be over here trying to shoot these motherfucking kids, which is another thing. Stop giving all this fucking advice if you ain't never tried to shoot up a club or if you ain't never had a bun in the fucking oven. Because y'all just run around giving these theses and think pieces on about not whipping kids' asses and shit. Like, good luck. Like, yeah. I'll I, I, I be a terrible parent because the one thing I'm not going to do, you want to know what my two jits ain't going to do? Shoot up a fucking school. And and get into some goddamn serious trouble because I'd rather whoop their ass than hear them bars them bars close. As a guy who has been locked up before, and like not locked up, but like been to um county and things like that, yeah, that's same. a fucking terrifying experience. Especially when it puts you in with the real crazy motherfuckers. Like you gotta figure out, like and you've seen all these movies and shit, you don't know what's true and what's not. The point is that guy, I think whooping kids' asses is mentorship. I, 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 whooping that, asses is mentorship. And it's a coach. It. And he coached deal with, with what you're supposed to do. So the same people, and this is a conservative area, like they're talking about giving teachers guns to, to shoot because people think that they believe the good guy with a gun myth, which is not true. There's well-trained soldiers that when they get shot at, them bitches freeze. So what the fuck you think a teacher, that an uh, 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 algebra teacher is going to do? It sounds good. And the, the reason, the problem is a lot of people making these fucking laws that they ain't never got their chin tapped. Yeah. They ain't never been in a fight. If you ain't never been in a, I think this, there, and there has to be a way to like check your records for this. If you've never been in a fist fight, you shouldn't be able to have a gun. Yes. And the reason why I, I say agree. that is, is because if you wouldn't handle it with your fist, I don't think, I, I don't think you should be allowed to handle it with a pistol, with steel. And you know, now I get it. Yeah, There's people who are going to do it illegal. Yeah. I understand the, the semantics and all that shit, just bear with me. It's an imaginary world. The point is, this man should be getting a fucking parade. And what he's doing, and I, and I wanted to give him, I'm a big proponent of giving people their flowers while they can smell it. Um, what was his name again? Kenneth Miller, you the man. I appreciate you for saying, I appreciate you sacrificing your life and apparently your livelihood to make sure that other parents could be able to do this. You know what y'all should be doing? There's a movie called Lean On Me. Awesome movie um, with, with the oldest man, the oldest actor living, Morgan Freeman. Um, and he <laughs> How played, old is Morgan Freeman today? Man, Morgan Freeman has got to be, got to be 105. I was about to say He's been the same age since I've been alive. So Every picture I've seen of him looks like it was taken so, in like the 40s. The movie Lean On Me, 
he plays this principal that literally goes into an inner city school, East Side High, and he completely transforms it. And he does some things that are tough. And some parent, a couple parents didn't like that shit. He's eighty four. That bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. He was old. When my grandmama was young. <laughs> and she's 84 I think. Um, He goes in And like at the end of the movie Like they arrest him Because he does something That was I guess Kind of borderline illegal Or whatever it wasn't, He wasn't supposed to do it So he's in the county jail And all the parents Basically march And they're screaming Free Free Mr. Clark Free Mr. Clark Y'all need to go I've never to, seen the movie To Mr. Miller's house, Coach Miller's house And be like You know This is what we need to do We need more teachers like that and he's a, and he's an African American male. He needs to be the picture of what we want our teachers to look like, what we want our coaches to look like. Actually, uh, fired. So that's even worse. Yeah. So like, school district got involved. Like to me, like I just like man, this makes me not want to be a fucking teacher. But we need to honor our teachers though, because like teachers like that are the ones that are good. So I'm lucky. My son has had this is yeah. So he's had four really good teachers. And um, and I hope he continues to have those, and and I, and I support him. None of them have been male. I can't wait till he gets a male, a black male teacher. And again, miss me with the shit in the comments and all that other bullshit. It's just the motherfuckers is unicorns. It ain't a lot of them yeah. that ain't coaching football. That aren't PE teachers. So like I I I'd like my son to see a representation of I, himself. I've had like two black male teachers in my entire. One was sixth grade science. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he was a cool dude. Everyone loved him. And then uh, Mr. Coleman at, at Paxson, uh, he also taught science. I didn't have him. I just skipped in his class all the time. So my thing is, is honor the teachers. That's the MFTK of the week. And I think that basically touches everything. So make sure you check us out. SoundCloud, um, um, Den Media Group. Check us out at SportsDen underscore live on IG and Twitter. Um, we'll have clips of um, the last couple shows, a lot of new content coming out, a lot of ideas. Any ideas that you would like for us to be able to talk about or see, inbox at SportsDen underscore live or me at Big Game James underscore 36. Um, please share the YouTubes. We need that. The new challenge is to get the YouTube over 3,000 minutes viewed. So just play it at work. Do what my son does with um this some joker, damn Matt Smith or something like that. This motherfucker, like he gets him – like he just puts the damn YouTube video on and, and sleeps lets it run it and lets it run. Please just do that at work. Like, like, like just get a group of y'all because yeah. then we can get monetized on YouTube. There's so many ways that you can support your favorite podcast and your favorite shows that don't involve you writing a check. Um, support the sponsors at green acres. Um, if you need to get your weapons, good fellas, good vibes tonight, we're going to have, um, we'll have jazz here tonight. We'll have a DJ, uh, support the different comedy shows and check out the tailgate. It's my, uh, it's at big game, James underscore 36. It's my pin tweet. You'll see a video of one of the tailgates and how much fun it is, but there's a link in the description. It's $25. Literally most of the stuff is donated. So almost all the proceeds go toward my book bag drive and the goal this year is to get 2000 plus book bags. We'll have, I think right now it's early in the game, but I think we're over a hundred book bags right now, enough money raised for it, but we're a long way to go. We got to raise a close to $70,000 to be able to make that happen. Um, and then the different programs and stuff that we do in the city. Appreciate you guys. Check out um, the Writer's Block podcast with Bobby. Hey, well, thanks for support, the plug. Support him and everything he does. I got some interviews dropping uh, soon that I did at the Comedy Zone. I'm very excited about. So, yeah, we're working. We're getting so better. Get working content. things out. We'll see you guys next week.